The Pinball Network is online. Launching. Pinball Party. Going forward, you're going to find two things. Some adult language and a party. Let's party! Hey, this is Jason with episode six of the Pinball Party Podcast. To some of you, this is episode two, but actually this is episode six. For those who emailed asking or those wondering, this podcast is now exclusive to the Pinball Network, but if you'd like to find previous episodes, just go to your podcatcher and search the Pinball Party Podcast and you can find the first four. Man, do we have a sweet show today. We are going to talk about things to do and not to do when buying pinball machines in the secondary market. Figure it out. Figure it out. We're going to hear from the listeners, people that wrote in, people that called in. You're going to hear me talk about a phone number a lot. We're going to make sure to talk about James Bond, 007, the newest pinball release from Stern Pinball. And then I have a couple fantastic guests, Doc Monday from NudgePinball.com and Nudge Magazine, an artist for Nudge, Kale Hernandez, who is also a co-owner of Electric Bat Arcades in Arizona. Last but not least, I'll give my thoughts on the stern pinball game Iron Man. Here we go. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me again. What is the deal with pinball, am I right? How about me, what have I been up to with pinball? Yeah, well, I've been talking about games I've owned many times and a couple episodes ago how I had Lord of the Rings and this time it was not leaving. Well, guess what? <laughs> In the last two weeks, I have gotten rid of Star Trek LE and I got rid of Lord of the Rings. Get the fuck out of yep, here. Yep, that's right. Traded down to a couple other Stern Pros just to get some playtime on things. And actually, most recently, yesterday, I picked up my old Black Knight Sword of Rage Pro, which is one of my favorite games of all time. We'll talk about that in a few weeks. It actually has a really interesting story how I got the machine and, you know, actually how I subsequently just got it back yesterday. Set it up, been wiping it down. You know, the, the game you really like. We're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wipe this slow Novus 2, a little Novus 1. Wax just in just in the right spot. Not all the spots, but in the spots you want it to be a little faster. Got some wax on that guy. And yeah, now I'm talking to you. One of the things I want to talk at you, we kind of previewed last week, Zach and I. We were talking about tips and tricks or pet peeves, rules of the road in the pinball secondary market. And during that conversation, we accidentally and naturally stumbled upon the perfect title of this segment. What the hell, dude? Man. Don't shit at people's houses. Like, figure it out. No. <laughs> figure it out. So figure it out. Figure it out. This next one comes from the perspective of the buyer. So you're on Pinside, Facebook, Craigslist, whatever, as a buyer. You reach out to the seller. Maybe you haggle the price a little bit. Maybe it's firm and you're happily ready to go. That's the premise of this. The buyer is ready to go happy with everything. The buyer then says something along the lines of, hey, how about next Tuesday, 10 a.m.? Seller says yes. Buyer says, you know, I'm driving from a few hours away. Would you mind just packing it up ahead of time so I can get on the road? And here's where the pet peeve comes in. The seller says something along the lines of this. You know, I think a buyer should test it out. I want them to be happy with the purchase, so I'd prefer if you give it a whirl. Are you fucking out of your mind? Figure it out. <laughs> I mean, okay, I'm going to say this not to sound condescending. This is just the reality of it. In my soul-sucking day job of the past 10 years, I've been in various sales engineering roles at a software company. Unfortunately, I've accidentally learned a few things about sales, especially when it comes to a technical product. So I 
propose this advice, let's say, again, not as condescending, but I think a seller should look at it from the buyer's perspective. And this is my advice slash thoughts. One, do you think a buyer likes to buy the way a seller wants to sell? Or do you think a buyer prefers to buy the way a buyer likes to buy? Point two, when both parties are happy with the sale, all details involved, do you think the most efficient way to close that sale is to force the buyer into a demo and evaluation period of which they have more time to ask questions and find faults in the product? Or say, yep, it's ready to go. You can have it. Thanks. I mean, what the fuck? You know, I've had this happen multiple times where I've told the seller, hey, yeah, I like the price. I'm coming out. Can you have it fast? Eh, well, you know, I prefer. Like, well, fuck you. I prefer to just give you a bunch of money. That's not cool with you. I'll come over, shake hands, say, oh, what a lovely house. I like this neighborhood. You know, give you money, take the game. See you later. That's it. You got your money. I got my game. I mean, figure it out. Figure it out. We now know when on site with another pinhead and that pinhead offers you to use their restrooms. If you do, only number one, not number two. And if a buyer is ready to buy, don't force them to test it out. Be honest in the listing and be accommodating to the buyer within reason. Now, to be fair, there are plenty on the other side of that coin. In fact, I just dealt with a seller this week that had it figured out. Figured out. His name is Talon on Pinside. We were making a deal on a TMNT Pro, and I said, how about this price? He counter-offered right in the meat of it. Perfect. I'm happy. You're happy. I say, how about tomorrow? He says, tomorrow's awesome. I say, how about tomorrow a uh, half hour earlier? He says, that's also awesome. I'll have the coffee ready for you. Oh. My last thing was, hey, would you mind wrapping it up and getting it ready ahead of time? I got a few meetings. I'll just pick it up. I don't need to test it. Yeah, you bet. I'll have it right on its butt ready to go. Hell yeah. Thanks, Talon. You have it figured out. Figured out. And speaking of figured out, a couple of the listeners used their ears and heard about the email to contact me with questions, comments, concerns, thoughts on games. That email address is pinballpartypodcast at gmail.com. We got a bunch last week. I really appreciate all the positive feedback. Um, I'll read a couple right here. This first one comes from uh, Michael P. Keep you anonymous. I just listened to your episode five. First time listener. One of my favorite podcasts. Super entertaining. How can I find episodes one through four? I searched my regular podcast feeder and Pinball Party Podcast didn't show up. Thanks, brother. I look forward to more shows. Hey, thanks, Michael, for reaching out. I did reply to him, but again, to anyone else who wants previous Pinball Party episodes, just go to Spotify, Apple, whatever you use, type in Pinball Party. You'll find the first four. This next one comes in from Glenn W. Hey, Glenn. Uh, it says, Jason, I'm really impressed with your show. It's rare someone creates a pinball podcast with such a unique take and feel. I'm so glad that you're on TPN and get to increase your listenership and grow your audience. The music you have done is top notch and I'm really digging the vibe of Neon Dale. Hey, check out Neon Dale. Hey, please keep it up. I look forward to the next episode. And there's a PS. Hey, that was a little, uh, you know, between him and I. And hey, man, you bet. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for reaching out. We have a new phone number. We would love to hear from you. If you want to get your voice on air, ask any questions. Again, comments, concerns, thoughts on games. Just tell me a joke or make fun of me. Would love it. That number is 262-528-6625. Again, that number is 262-528-6625. I'll put the number in the show notes as well. I put the number in a couple small pockets on the internet of the last couple days just to see what shook loose. Let's see what people had to say. I guess that's just the Aqua Teen. Love it. What else we got? Hello and welcome, Jason, from the Pinball Party, now on the Pinball Network. I'm Craig Bobby. <clears throat> yeah, so um, Zach and Dennis wanted me to call and say hello. I mean, <laughs> I don't really give a shit. But, um, you know, since I'm under contract, I was like, oh, whatever. I'll do it if no one else can really be bothered. Words of advice for a guy that's been here, like, way too long. Just stay away from David Dennis, you know, from the Silver Ball Chronicles. That dude is just super, super sus. He is oh sus. Oh, my God. 
anyway, so, you know, welcome, I, uh, I guess. Thanks for the segue, Craig. Bond! There's stuff to talk about. James Bond, or 007, or Bond 007. Whatever they're officially calling it over there at Stern. But Stern finally unveiled, officially, some Bond gameplay. We got prices, we have gameplay, not a lot, but enough. We have art, we have models, we have availability. Well, if you want a really detailed look at all the gameplay and people talking over it with a visual cue, again, I'd go to YouTube. Uh, Tom Graff actually did a recent one that I was watching this morning, pretty great. He showed some shots, speculation and all that, but... Let's go in order, I think, to me, of what we know about this game, in order of importance to probably a lot of you. Most impactful, in my opinion, is the price increase. I'm going to round all of these up by one US dollar to give you the actual price, none of that psychological bullshit of one dollar less. The new price of a Stern Pro, with starting with James Bond. Again, not yet confirmed that in 2023 all pros and premiums are going to follow suit, but if history is anything but an indicator... This will be true. So, grain of salt, but for sure, Bond. The Pro model, 7,000 US dollars. Not bad, right? A couple hundred bucks. It's tolerable. It's not great, but whatever. Premium, $9,700. Get fucked. Jammed right in the ass. <laughs> Fucking just smashed. Oh, man, that is a, that's a, people are going to get priced out, including myself, of the premium. I mean, yeah, I, I make good money. A lot of us do if we can afford pinball machines, but I'm still a human. I live in the Midwest. I'm not a gabillionaire. I, and, and if I was, is that responsible to spend 10 grand on a brand new machine? I, I don't, hey, your finances are your own. But for me personally, $9,700 is a little out of the comfort zone. The LE's limited edition model will be $13,000. Now, I would say again, oh, smashed in the ass again, but I think LEs are just, expect them to be pricey. And if you want to spend that money, I mean, if, if you're already in before, you're in now, so like, whatever, buy an LE. Please put it on pin side and make up some reason like, oh, I just bought this because of that, and I just happened to charge an extra $2,000 because my wife, did. fuck off, you're flipping a game, eat shit, thanks, bro. Uh, and then, beyond that, there's going to be a 60th anniversary edition. No price announced yet, and forgive me if the price was maybe announced yesterday, I'm posting this on a Tuesday, but recording it a little earlier, don't know the price. I'll give you a guess. Let's say that this fucker is $30,000. So, when it's inevitably less, you'll be like, oh, okay, that's not so bad. It's only 20 grand. Next on the list of confirmed things, kind of said it anyway just now, but there is four models. There is a pro. <gasps> No surprise. Premium, you don't say. An LE for the flippers and a 60th anniversary model. First time where a model of the same game was designed by a completely different designer and the game, yet to be fully revealed, we see a little screenshot, is a totally different game. We're told that it's more of an old school a la Beatles, one level, not a lot of ramps and a couple other surprises in there as well but designed by none other than Keith Elwin. Well, so we have a game designed by Gomez and Keith Elwin. I mean, fuck yeah. You know, I mean, there's not much to say bad about that. We'll see what the price is on the LE, but those are your four models. Next up is the actual differences between the games. Okay, so just right off the bat, again, premiums and LEs, the only difference is going to be art and a couple little like things. So we're not going to talk about that. Aside from art on all three, which will be different, some love it, some hate it, you know, I don't mind it. I really don't. Some days I'm like, okay, it's just a banana on the pro and then it's a bunch of posters. But hey, you know, to each your own. Art is subjective and you can't objectively just say, oh, that's dog shit. Uh, that's just not how you do it. It's not two plus two equals four. It's just different. Art is going to be different. But let's mainly talk about the gameplay differences slash mechs on the pro and premium. All right. The pro and the premium both have this ship, right, in the, in the upper left or the back left, whatever you want to call it. 
on the Pro, it's just a ship that wiggles, you know, when you hit it with a ball, which is kind of interesting. I don't know how those switches are going to activate, but that, that's pretty cool. On the Premium, there is a ramp that kind of spirals up around the rocket ship. That is essentially a ball lock. They both have a ball lock, but this one's going to be physical. So the ball will go back behind to the right. It'll, well, again, this is much better visually if you can, I'm pointing with my finger at, at the wall, but that doesn't help, right? Go watch the video. But there's a difference with the physical ball lock on the Premium. There is this underwater shot on the left, kind of like a layer shot or the um, away team shot on Star Trek, but on the left. They both have this shot. On the Pro, it just has some, some art, right? Some 2D art in a play field of, of some scuba shit going on. On the Premium, there's an underneath playfield uh, 3D model toys that I don't know if they pop up or just kind of wiggle with the machine and some lights to show it off. It, it's a pretty cool effect. Is it going to affect the gameplay? It, it doesn't seem like it from the couple minutes we're shown, but it's another, hey, nice to have. Another difference is the jetpack bond on the back, which, man, <laughs> that looks so fucking cool. It, it, it's kind of funny. It's campy. It's, it's sweet. Um, you know, this guy on a stick, Bond, uh, Sean Connery, He's just dangling there, and at some points in the game, he's going to pick up a ball with his feet, his toes, his magnetic toes, and then he moves over and drops it on, looks like a drop target. Now, is when he picks up the ball and drops it on the drop target, I'm not sure yet, is that drop um, indicated by when the player pushes the action button or flipper? Like, is it a timed skill shot? Which I hope it is, because that'd be really sweet. They could do a lot with it where they alternate the speed it goes back and forth you get like uh you know the first time you do it maybe you get three chances it goes back and forth second time you get two third time you get one you know you get an awesome thing at the end that would be really cool or it he just drops it uh, for like whatever like how the t-rex in jurassic park is just man eh, it's gonna happen that's it we'll see another difference between the pro and the premium is akin it, it seems like akin to the uh deadpool premium difference versus the pro uh the left orbit shot on the pro of Deadpool, and it looks like the same as Bond, you hit it in the left, goes through a spinner, and then it just kind of dribbles back into the playfield, and, and you deal with it. On the premium of Deadpool, and it seems like on Bond, when you hit that same orbit shot, it comes all the way back around to the right flipper, to where you can hit that, again, orbit slash disco shot on Deadpool, and whatever this shot is called in Bond. So it's a repeatable shot. That's a, another difference. Other than that, there's a couple small things here or there, but as far as major differences, that's kind of it. So we have a physical ball lock difference, which is almost always a difference between a pro and a premium. No big deal. I expect it. Eh, take it or leave it. Art, yep, different. Underwater toys, cosmetic, jetpack. To me, that's that's the that's the guy right there. That's the funny shit that a lot of people would like to see, and I would like to see if it's integrated as an actual gameplay. I think that's a, a really good reason to get a premium. However, at $9,700, I am not going to get a premium. The left orbit return difference is another subtle difference, but it can be impactful. If there's a couple other gameplay differences, forgive me, I haven't watched, well, beyond the minute and a half video that's out there and people speculating, I ha we haven't had a really good chance to see all the stuff in motion. So some of it is still speculation and, and take with a grain of salt. Now, this last point may be considered the most important to some, but... It's, well, I have it last, and hey, just how the cookie crumbles. That is the release date slash when are they actually going to get into homes and locations. Well, it sounds like in November is when they're going to make pros available for locations. And then premiums. But as far as home and people buying it, it sounds like it's not going to be until April 2023. That's right. April 2023 when we're going to see some pros in the home. From what I hear, it's due to parts issues. And again, I would double check that with people who are no, more knowledgeable in the industry, probably a dealer, maybe Zach. Eh, text him, email him. He loves that. Ask him questions he can't answer. Um, but from what I've heard, it's going to be a little while. Where normally it's announced in a couple weeks later, shit, I got one in my home. Maybe not this time. So we got more news, we know the models, we know the price, we see some gameplay differences. We've seen very official video of these models. We know that there is a Keith Allen special edition, 60th anniversary. We have yet to see a really good 10, 30 minute gameplay video. Hey, maybe there's one up by the time you hear this, but that's what I'm looking forward to the most. So next time we'll have even more to talk about. But hey, at least now there's some official stuff that we know about James Bond. Well, I'm sick of talking myself. Anyone else sick of just listening to me talk about words? Well, 
I think I have a solution to our problem, a prescription for this illness, a couple guests I am super excited to have on this show. It's kind of weird how it all worked out, but it's awesome. Please help me welcome Mr. Doc Monday and Kale Hernandez. Thanks for joining, guys. Hey, thanks for having us. Hey. Yeah, thank you so much, Jason. Of course. Well, why are you guys here? What do you guys do? Well, I'll, I'll speak for you. Couple things. First and foremost, to the main people with Nudge Magazine, or I guess is it also just Nudge.com? How do you Nudge Magazine? Uh, NudgePinball.com. Nudge. I think we. I think there's someone squatting on Nudge.com. So oh, those fucks. Don't, do not go there. Okay, <laughs> do not go to Nudge.com. Go to NudgePinball.com. Well, we got Doc Monday, the editor in chief. We got Kale Hernandez, one of the main artists. How you doing, fellas? Doing great. Doing very well. Sunday morning, feeling Sunday morning, uh, pure. <laughs> what a weird way that this kind of happened. I guess I'll, I'll give a quick story. So, Doc, you heard the last podcast and reached out to Zach. Said, "What the fuck? Is there someone else in Eau Claire? <laughs> what? You know, I mean, this is a small town, pinball town. You know, I guess. Yeah, very small. And he didn't give you my last name. Props, my <laughs> man. Thanks, buddy. And you emailed me at pinballpartypodcast@gmail.com. I said, "What's up?" Turns out we went to high school together. Yeah. Uh, and we're suddenly doing, we're putting way too much time and effort into pinball. <laughs> that Yeah, kind of around <laughs> the same time, too. It's wild. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of TPN. Um, and I, you know, listened to a bunch of those podcasts. And yeah, so I was listening to the first episode last week that was on there. And I think, Kale, you had the same reaction. I was like, wow, this is really good. Like, who is this? It's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you. I, I ran through every episode. I started with one, and then uh, 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 two, three, four, five. Well, they call that chronological. <laughs> I was going to say, that's usually how you do it. <laughs> I was absolutely blown away. I had not heard of it until Ian told me, and I, I did the marathon. And now it's uh, my wife, Rachel, who does not like pinball podcasts because it reminds her too much of work. She loves it, she, oh. and she wants more. Yeah. Ah, shit. Yeah. Well, this isn't about me. This is about you guys. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, I contacted Zach and I think Zach, I've sent some unhinged messages to Zach. So yeah, he was doing his, he was <laughs> as, as people in the pinball community do. And uh, so, yeah, I was like, oh man, he's just like protecting this guy. Cause he, cause he thinks I'm a crazy person. But then I was like, you know what? <laughs> you did mention several times an email address and like within 30 <laughs> seconds, I think I was like talking to you. So yeah, it's wild. You, you live like a mile and a half from my parents' house. So. Yeah. And, and even though we went to high school together, I guess you were like three grades under me. We it seems like we probably ran in similar crowds. But not only yeah, dorks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you emailed. I said, hello. I mean, just that day, within hours, you showed up at my door with this fantastic, fantastic printed <laughs> magazine of Nudge. Yeah, that thanks, is man. not post. That's real paper. Yeah. So we've run Nudge for the birthday. The one year uh, birthday is going to be October 9th. Uh, Nudge is basically a pinball lifestyle magazine in the vein of like Thrasher magazine or kind of some of those 90s skateboarding magazines that were... I can tell. Yeah, that were very, um, you know, I don't want to... Not like disrespectful, but they're kind of like, you know, it's kind of like has a like fun sneering kind of quality to it. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's like dirty, you know, I think a big... A good, a professional dirty, though. Yeah, professional dirty. And I don't, <laughs> and, and I don't just mean like there's like you know, boobs in it and stuff. There are, Which there are, there are a couple, but I think more in terms of like what I find authentic is like a live. Okay. So I see you have star Wars stuff all over the place, right? What's cool about star Wars is that it's a lived in universe, right? Yeah. And what's a more lived in universe than an arcade? Like we have kale from electric bat here. It's like, I, I don't know what your arcade was growing up. Um, I know what your arcade was growing up same. because we lived yeah. in the same place. Uh, but man, it, it, I, I think a lot of it's like, sometimes we get a little too like hermetically sealed with how we're looking at this stuff. And I get it. It's like, we're collectors, like, you know, you want to keep your pinball machines really nice, but I think a lot of the like nostalgia and memories and stuff is kind of like, uh, it smells like stale beer. There's like popcorn on the floor, like mm -hmm. just going out with buddies and like shooting the shit. So that's kind of what I wanted to do with nudge. Cause I didn't really see that necessarily reflected in some of the other pinball media. And part of the reason I wanted to have you on, other than, you know, you were gracious enough to give me this magazine, and that night we went out to Reboot Social, played a little pinball, 
And I mean, it just a very similar vibe, I guess, to the pinball party of just like, let's just be real. Like this is this is what actual pinball is like. You know, we don't have to talk about the I mean, collecting is one thing and nothing against them, but it's this like this. What page is this? I wish I knew the page number. My favorite picture. Oh, yeah. The worst thing to say on a podcast is talking about a visual aid. But uh (laughs) Uh, well, it's all right. Uh, yeah, we have several photo spreads. One of the ones that uh, Jason is looking at right now is a gentleman who there the flash went off right in his face while he's playing. I think that's, Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian. Yep. yep, it's a Mandalorian at the joint. Not in sober, Oakland, Wisconsin. No, definitely not sober. Uh, could could be uh, on a couple substances there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a very like it's a very '90s kind of skater yeah. look to it for sure. Yep. And I think. Like, Kale, you should talk about this, but I think that's reflected in a lot of the people who are going to arcades now is it's not just, um, you know, we have this like preconceived notion about who is getting into pinball, who's not. I do think it's skewing pretty young these days. I think thanks to leagues and thanks to people going out and pinball bars existing like. um, Yeah. yeah. So, Kale, other than uh, not to interrupt, sorry, but other than being a fantastic artist in this magazine, you own Electric Bat Arcade in Arizona correct? Right. My, my wife and I own it. And actually, she started it before we were married. So I have to give her credit for creating this wonderful thing. Yeah, but we are, uh, we have a location in Tempe, Arizona, and one in Flagstaff, Arizona. So we have a, a northern location, 8,000 feet in the air. And then we have the, uh, the southern and the valley of uh, the sun. So What's- did you, Ian, did you meet Kale through like online or at the arcade or how did this (laughs) love at first sight i assume definitely online i think that we like shared a similar aesthetic um kale knew a lot about advertising and like marketing stuff like cool advertising and marketing stuff which i i work in marketing in my day job but i don't I don't know a lot of the stuff that he does. He's kind of he was like cooler about that, but he was kind of like throwing out some references to me uh, when I first started putting nudge stuff up, and I was like, "Yeah, man, totally." And then I didn't know what he was talking about. Um, <laughs> but he he was putting up these amazing ads for Electric Bat. Like he had this really well, one of them we used in the magazine. The bur- the it's like a parody of a Burger King ad. I saw that. My yeah. wife that was one of her favorites. Yeah, that's everyone's favorite. I get really it's I get the same reaction with that ad that i did when people would see our band and they would like compliment our drummer to me i'm yeah. like i don't care tell him you know <laughs> <laughs> well hey as a drummer myself fucking a drummers yeah make okay a so but but uh i that was actually just originally on instagram and i was like man this is so good i said uh if you just did this and a couple other ads for us like we'll run this f- full page for free for you like I love the vibe and uh, like, I don't know, we've been friends ever since. So I, I started, I I saw the Nudge Instagram account, started following it, didn't start following it immediately. So Doc started shooting me messages and um, I showed it to Rachel and I was like, have you ever heard of Nudge? And I uh, just from the design, I, I thought there was like some, there were some European guys. <laughs> Because I'm familiar with all of the uh, outlets uh, from being in the uh, pinball industry for so, for so long. And, you know, they're very dry. And this was fresh and more Monty Python. And I was uh-huh. like, these guys, these guys have to be European. And then I got to know them. And uh, no, they're in Wisconsin, which uh, made it even funnier. Yeah, but that was it. That's how we, uh, we got together. And uh, it, it was immediately like, hey, I like you. Let's work together, and, and it happened. It was like it was like a good '80s feel-good movie. <laughs> it was, and it's just gotten better and better uh, as time has gone on. So we're gonna meet for the first time at Expo, and that's gonna be oh, that's cute. Yeah, we'll see each other from across a crowded room. Music starts. We're sharing a room. Uh, oh, that whoa. is that's yeah. not that's, <laughs> that's not fast. true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not true, and it will never be true. Okay, I, well, I, we'll see how I, I don't know why it. he doesn't we'll want to admit it. <laughs> Okay, I want to talk more about the Electric Bat Arcade in a second. So, Nudge, aside from this fantastic printed magazine, which you were being humble, let me let me talk for you. I'll brag for you. Sure. You had 17000 in magazine sales in two months. Magazine sales. Fucking printed magazine sales. <laughs> yeah. Anyone out there who thinks, oh, maybe that's not impressive. When's the last time you bought a fucking magazine? One. Two. When's the last time you bought a pinball magazine? Somehow... 
you fuckers made 17,000 in magazine sa- printed magazine sales in the year 2022. Holy shit. Uh, I am not surprised from seeing this thing. Even the feel of quality. Like, honestly, I, I have, uh, I should say, high expectations of shit for what it's worth, and I'm fucking blown away. Oh, thank the, you, man. The, yeah, that's one. And then 2.5 thousand in t-shirts. What the fuck? Yeah. How, how do you do this? <laughs> so Nudge Magazine, Nudge aside from magazine, again, not Nudge.com. NudgePinball.com. Yep, Nudge.com is, is bad. We don't know what it is. Yeah. I mean, it... I don't know. What else is it? It's got to be more than just a magazine. You guys have been around for a while, just building this community. It's yeah, online. So, so it started as a, like I said, it started just online. And we have free articles every single week. Uh, I want to encourage people, even if you don't want to buy a magazine, um, we have great, we have, you know, a stable of a dozen or so writers. It's grown all the time. Um, probably like eight or nine really, really cool photographers from all over the country. We do free articles that we post every week. If you just hop on the email list, um, you'll get them right to your inbox. And yeah, I mean, it, that's how I built it. It was through Instagram and, th- and through the email list. And I think that there was a hunger for this kind of content, like kind of what Kale said and, and what I felt was like, this is just a space, you know, we're not, we're not here to break news. We're not here to like speculate on the market of, you know, I'll do respect to Zach, but like, I don't care about what a game sells for. I really sure. don't care at all. Um, because I think a lot of the people who read nudge, like they might not even own a game. They may never own a game, but they like pinball a lot. And it was a way uh, to be a part of that community for like a much lower entry point, you know, than buying a pinball machine. It's like a single issue is 15 bucks for us, us which, you know, people still complain about. But uh, I think once they feel the cover, you you got to I, this. But uh, it's I'm no joke. This is quality. I'm a very tactile person. I used to be a cannabis reviewer for the San Francisco Chronicle for a little bit. And What's so that, cannabis? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that might tell you a little bit about uh, who I am as a person, but I will sit there and feel that cover of that magazine for, um, you know, five, ten minutes at a time, just really enjoying it. Maybe at Expo, you two can do that <laughs> together then when you're in the room, sharing the room that Maybe. confirmed that you're sharing. We <laughs> Okay, it's I, I know it's not just you who does this, aside from Kale as well. I am so impressed. I, I feel like you should read all the credits right here on air. I'm not going to do it because I'll botch some of these names. Would you sure, mind sure. just going down the list? Because I think all of them deserve a shout out. This is one of the best magazines I've seen. No joke, in my life. And it just happens to be based on pinball. Sure. Well, let me. I'll give you a quick rundown here. So B. Moen, that's our designer, and he does a great job. I think a lot of what you responded to, what Kale responded to is... He's an amazing graphic designer. Um, he's designed a lot of album covers, including for like Bon Iver and some pretty big uh, indie rock bands. Sure. Um, so he just gave us the look. And then as far as writers, we have Matt Kyle, JRI, Iggy, Charlotte Fillmore Hanlon, Rick Brewster, and Taylor Bancroft. And those people all are like from a... It's awesome. Some of them are like my friends from a long time ago. Uh, some of them, like Charlotte, uh, runs an amazing arcade in Montreal, um, North Star Pinball Arcade. Uh, and she was the one who did the article in here about sound design and like all those pictures of uh, Suzanne Chiani are from her uh, photo booth, which was, it's the only chemical change photo booth left in North America. I think ah. they're running out of chemicals now. But uh, like, there are people like this. There are pockets of people like this who are just like quite, you know, artsy, I guess, for lack of a better term, uh, and funny, but also love pinball. And so I think that's kind of who we're trying to tap into. And then it, apart from that, we have uh, Tanner Petch. It says Trevor Petch in here, which I am ashamed of. Uh, Aiden Kraus, Kale Hernandez, um, this goofball right over here. Uh, and then for photographers, we have me, Peter Eaton, Gina Coleccia, Ryan Angersoll, Brandon Hertz. And then our model was Ashlyn Tingle. And our cover shot is also by Peter Eaton, who I guess I didn't know this. This guy is a really good uh, retro pinball player. Like he plays EMs and stuff, I think probably competitively. Uh, that the guy was, in the cover, you're saying? Yeah, that was taken in Seattle. I think he's from Reno. His friends bought like five copies. Actually, funny story. The only people who complained about our magazine uh, were that guy's friends because it wasn't getting to him fast enough. And he said, the only reason I bought this is because it was my friend. And I said, "Okay, well, you know, sorry, Uh, you'll get it eventually. He also clearly does squats. 
He does, man. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a nice hiney. Yeah, like you guys can't see this, but there's an, a picture of an older gentleman who is more in shape than I've ever been in my entire <laughs> life. Dominating and, a Jurassic Pro. Yeah, for sure. Jurassic yeah, and that, that was really... So that's been a really cool thing since Nudge has come out is like Johnny Crap reached out and was like, hey, man, my 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 game's on the cover. And I was like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're, you know, Johnny Crap. That's amazing. And Scott Denise, reached out and we've had some people um, like Jack Danger. It's It's been really cool. A uh, Hot Nudge. Hot Nudge is a big one. I don't know if you're familiar with Hot Nudge. So try and get Whoa! it. They are Twitch streamers. They're awesome. Right, right, right. Uh, they're really, really funny. They have coined a lot of the terms that we end up using in there. I, actually, I don't think they coined the term, but they help popularize uh, truck nuts multi ball for Mandalorian. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. You know, as you go up the middle and hit the truck yep. truck nuts there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, 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 it's been really cool to connect with that side of the pinball community. I got to say, personally, aside, you know, from the art, it's fantastic. Thank you, Kale. My favorite section, because I talked about it a little earlier, is uh, the real scary stories of the absolute mayhem that is the secondary pinball market. As much as I'm going back and forth between Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Chicago doing this, I can relate to so much of this. Would you mind if I just read one of these stories out loud? Oh, yeah, please okay. do. I'll, I'm going to read one of these, which is uh, in the latest issue, well, the first issue of Nudge. Uh, you can find more great stories uh, at, your, at your, well, it's all sold out. We have like 11 copies left. I guess I was thinking about that. If if this is a popular podcast, which I don't know if it is. Uh, no, it's trash. <laughs> well, do your best to go online and I bet you could maybe find one. If you can't, hit me up. And if there's enough people to do that, maybe we do a reorder. So, All right. After I read this, let's get to all that contact information. But So this is uh, a road, a story from, from the road, a pinball secondary market. <clears throat> Not me, but my brother and dad, who were picking up a surprise Christmas gift for me. They showed up at the guy's house. Machine was in detached garage behind, so they walked through the house. Every single flat surface was absolutely covered in pornographic statues. <laughs> like a 3D shine to their Karma Sutra. To top it off, the guy yelled at them the whole time about how he didn't need to sell the machine and how lucky they are to have it. <laughs> To be clear, it's an X-Files machine, not in de high demand, and they didn't haggle on the price and accepted his asking price. As they came out of the house lugging the machine, there's a creepy guy in the driveway with his hand in his shirt just staring at them, <laughs> staring, staring, staring for 20 minutes while they loaded up. They later told me that while the machine itself was a Christmas gift from my wife, the delivery was my Christmas gift from them. And then some. I have a very similar story that I may share another time, but I, I, there's one more short one up here that I like just as much. Very short. I want to read this as well, if you don't mind. No, please. Okay, this one goes out to my wife as well. She would find this funny. This happened to a friend of mine when we went to buy an Andromeda by Game Plan. The seller had framed pictures of dogs with their red rockets exposed <laughs> hanging around the house. He and his wife wanted the game, so they powered through and loaded up the game as fast as possible. Who has pictures of dog dicks on their <laughs> I, fucking I, wall? I know, man. Uh, yeah, Pinball fans. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, it's funny. We all we probably are a little bit on this spectrum um, as a community, as a whole. Uh, I hate to make those generalizations, but I guess I will. But yeah, it's true. Uh, when I put that call out there, I put it on Reddit. I put it on our Facebook page. We got like 50 submissions. There's a lot of collective trauma that we've all experienced uh, through mm -hmm. Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. And so, yeah, that's going to be a recurring segment. Please, please stay on with me while we talk to Kale about the electric bat. But where, other than nudgepinball.com, how can they get in touch with you? Nudgepinballmagazine at gmail.com is how you can uh, get a hold of me. Otherwise, please follow us on Instagram. Um, if you go to nudgepinball.com, one of the first things you'll see there is subscribe to the email list. Honestly, that's the best way you'll get our content every week. You'll be the first one to know about t-shirts when they come out. We've like a, we kind of talked about we've sold a lot of t-shirts. People seem to like those, which yeah. is awesome. Hit me up any of those spots. And you're going to be at Expo as well, right? I am going to be at Expo. Actually, Kale 
and I and Taylor Bancroft and Tanner Petch, all people who worked on issue one and are working on issue two right now, are giving a talk on Friday at 4 p.m. about how to market pinball to people under 35. Oh, that's fantastic. So, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be really fun. Actually, I can announce this here. This is uh, exclusive to Pinball Pinball Party, is we have 125 prints that are slightly the wrong color for what we were giving to our Nudge 100 members, which is like the first 100 people who came in got these awesome like limited edition prints. The print company did them, slightly messed up the color on some, but they're still totally dope. And we're just going to give those away to anyone who comes to our talk. Oh, that's fantastic. We're also going to have special uh, one-year anniversary editions of the magazine there. So... Um, yeah, I just really want to make it fun. We'll have like one one or two mystery guests and uh, Kale's going to take his shirt off. So. Oh, hey, what, what, like he is right now. <laughs> Man, look at those guns. Yeah. Sheesh. Yep. All right. <laughs> well, uh, more on Nudge in a second. But Kale, all right. Aside from being part of Nudge, owning an arcade, I have so many questions. If, if you don't mind, what's your favorite thing about owning Electric Bat Arcade? Uh, 100% the people. The, the pinball community is full of the most interesting people on the planet. Uh, I found that out when I uh, first worked at Marco Specialties and I was selling pinball parts to people all over the world. You, you meet just so many interesting people. And when you're owning an arcade, they them coming back every single day just feels good. Uh, I could I could leave my wallet on the bar, and go home, and come back, and it's still there. They're the most trustworthy, fun, interesting people, and and they do so many different things. We we have uh, you know sports uh, folks, uh, professional athletes, lots of people in the software sector, musicians. Uh, I mean, you name it. It is a, a great rainbow of people, and I love seeing them every single day. Uh, you know, I didn't expect that answer, but after you said it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So, uh, if that's well, your- well, you didn't you didn't think I was going to say money because I'm not getting rich. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, okay. <laughs> Let's let me skip the second question because you just set up a segue for me. What game? What three games in the past five years have been the most profitable? Far away, uh, the very top is Godzilla. Both, um, really? we, we bought a pro and a, and a premium. We got the pro first. We when we saw how much people were enjoying it, we had to get the premium. We put one in one arcade, ones in the other, and it is making more money than we've ever seen. And is there a discrepancy between the premium or pro, or are they kind of just equal? Oh, wh- whichever one's available. Really? Yeah. So aside from Godzilla, what else has been uh, top tier? Rick and Morty. Godzilla knocked Rick and Morty off of the top tier. It is a consistent moneymaker. That theme just appeals to to so many people. And it's actually more people that are discovering the arcade and walking in, and they turn the corner and see Rick and Morty, and they're like, holy crap. They didn't even know there was a Rick and Morty game. I guess they're expecting to see uh, a bunch of Twilight Zones and Adams families, and and they just throw dollar after dollar into Rick and Morty. Huh. I guess I'm surprised by that one. Maybe I shouldn't be. Well, how about number three? Attack from Mars. Okay. Actually, Rick and Morty was the one that knocked Attack from Mars off of the uh, the throne. Uh, but that thing has always made money and will continue to make money. Is that because of your close proximity to Area 51? Nice. I, I believe it is, yeah. yeah. And that do makes think, sense. Do you think there are aliens coming into Electric Bat? Oh, without a doubt. Wait till you come here. <laughs> I, I was going to say, even the stuff that you post on Instagram, which if you guys haven't yet, follow Electric Bat on Instagram. Uh, it's a really good follow, really funny. Um, but yeah, man, they have some crazy pinball parties there. They had like, how many, did you have like 60 some people for your last turn like they're crazy now yes the uh, especially after uh, covid the the tournaments are exploding people are ready to get out and uh have fun and actually see each other face to face and we're getting 60 plus people every tuesday and most importantly lots of new faces y- young young folks yeah. who have never played pinball before and huh. they're wanting to they're wanting to learn 
and we we've actually had requests for a uh, a pinball seminar and we're, we're having mark our friend mark pearson who is the uh, reigning arizona state champion he's going to be doing uh, this is a big reveal here nobody knows about this he is doing pinball dojo uh, we're going to buy him a little headset and he's going to teach people how to tap pass and and do and shats and all that good stuff wow uh, so yeah and that's because of all the new people asking like I want to know how to play better. I want to know how to get the top scores. I want to know how to beat you guys. And we want them to beat us because it's, it's going to fuel us to right. uh, be better. So of those three games that are the most popular, I mean, it, it sounds like, yeah, theme is a huge part of it with Rick and Morty, but Attack from Mars, I mean, that's, I guess, a pinball theme. That's like not a movie or a book these kids see. Is it just they're inheriting this from their parents? They know, oh, that's just one of the holy grails of pinball? Or is it, it just, it's just consistently a, a very profitable game no matter what? I think it's all that. Also, they think it's about that movie, which I've never seen. Oh, Mars Attacks. <laughs> yeah, Mars Attacks. Okay. But, oh, yeah. sure. I guess it has similar art. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that was like a super popular movie that people are like, yeah, and my yeah. favorite movie, Mars Attacks. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say Independence Day. I'm like, okay, that's badass. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, that would be cool. I mean, and, oh, I, and I think the Independence Day pinball machine is underrated. Uh, mm. that, is a, that is a stance Nudge has taken, uh, which has drawn some ire, actually. But the sound is terrible. The sound is terrible. Yeah. I played it. Actually, there's an amazing arcade in uh, Detroit called Offworld Arcade, which is located right above a pizza place in downtown Detroit. And they have like all their... their they don't have the most games, but the way in which they collect them, like they just do an amazing aesthetic. Like they had an awesome Baywatch. They had an awesome um, Independence Day, uh, RoboCop. And they, they just they play so nice that you actually kind of can reassess, you know, sure. a game that you're like, oh, Sega or whatever. Yeah, because normally they're busted. Yeah. And like and and like people just kind of have bad connotations with them. But uh, playing that one and people are like, oh, it's just like three different multi balls. I'm like, yeah, for sure. But I can have fun with that. Yeah. Well, do you mind, Kale? I know, you know, we're talking positive light of these three games. No offense, I guess, maybe to any distributor or game. Has there been a biggest surprise flop in the last couple of years? There, there sure has been, and uh, this is the only time Doc and I get into fights. Yes, uh, ha- Halloween has been a uh, terrible, terrible embarrassment for us. At least you said Rick and Morty earlier, so you d- it's not right. Right. Kale and I go back and forth on spooky. I'm an irrational spooky apologist, and he's an irrational spooky. No, not irrational. You're ra- you're a rational right. spooky. I, I'm not even going to say hater. You critique you critique them and you want more from them. Kale uh, is objective. You're subjective. I don't know if he's objective, but okay. I think that he is. <laughs> he uses more fact-based stuff than I do, but I still wouldn't say that he's objective. Ah, well, part of the pinball network, we only report the facts here. So okay, some yeah. of this we can use, some we can't. <laughs> uh, but you're saying Halloween, as far as a flop, like both you know, popularity-wise and just monetarily, it's not bringing you the bucks. Uh, well, it's, it's not working and the, oh. I, I, I could go into the craftsmanship issues I, that could, I could do a whole podcast about that, but it doesn't matter. I mean, just check the threads on pin side. They, they, they had a lot of issues. And I mean, just the fact that the designer wants to remain anonymous speaks volumes. Uh, it's, mm. it, it was on the, it was on the floor for like a month and a half before we had to put it in storage because of serious issues. Uh, when it works, it's super fun. It's, I like, uh, I like the game. We liked playing it. Uh, we actually had it in tournaments once the software was at the level where you could actually have it in a tournament. The good news is they have agreed to replace our CPU. So hopefully we will have that thing on the floor for Halloween. We're pretty excited about it's that. It's going to rocket up that list, baby. Yeah, let's see it. All right. You got the three most popular games. Well, I should say profitable as well. Godzilla, Rick and Morty, which again, hey, shout out to Spooky. Yep. And Attack from Mars. Biggest flop, unfortunately, is Halloween. Well, this isn't a game, but I'm just curious as an owner. I'm not an owner. I'm someone who plays a lot, and, and I care about this a lot as, as a gamer. What are your thoughts on Stern Insider Connected? I guess both from a personal standpoint and a business standpoint. Do you see it as a, as a big win, a good change? What are your thoughts? Yeah, that is the... 
greatest innovation in pinball in the past 40 years. It has done so much to bring new players in. They they did a really good job by putting like little de- decals and advertisements all over the machine. So we, we see people come in who are not pinball players. Uh, we're attached to a 50-year-old dive bar. So you see a lot of the guys, the guys and girls coming into the punk shows and they cut the corner and they're like, holy shit. You know, there's 30 fucking pinball machines in here. And then when you see them pulling out their phone and setting up a Stern Insider Connected account, I'm like, man, this is great. Because uh, traditionally, these are the people that don't want to be tracked. They don't want emails. They they don't want, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah. And so they're Same making way. accounts. Yeah. They're making accounts. They're having fun. They're logging in. You have you hear that little sound when you log in, yeah. right? Like it's like a, like a, a casino. Bing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A little dopamine. Achievements are popping up, and it is it is making arcades more money. It is is making people play the games more, which is great because they get they get more into the game, trying to get these achievements, learning the rules. This is uh, one of the greatest Trojan horses in pinball ever. You guys, you guys have a leaderboard too at Electric Bat, right? Right, and that's that's a great thing too. Uh, we have a, a giant TV on the wall with a leaderboard. We refresh it every month and we have eight games on there. And the person with the highest cumulative score, so you can, you get one through 10, right? So if you get the first spot, you get 10 points, second spot, nine points and so on. They, at the end of the month, they get to pick out a stern banner. And and the great thing, yeah. So people, the people who are into the insider connected, that's the first thing they check when they enter the arcade. They look at it, they go, oh, so-and-so just bested me. Now I have to go play Mandalorian and get him. Once they uh, implement notifications, this is going to be an absolute game changer. So it's, I mean, it's working as intended, which I think is is simple but perfect. 100%. It's it's fire. It does seem like it's a, especially for like locations that's, you know, to, to keep people out there because I think, I mean, people are obviously craving that experience to like go out and do stuff. I think it's been so cool to see just so from when I started Nudge, you know, now I have a lot more friends who own games uh, just because I've come in contact with them. And I really do appreciate those people as stewards of like from, you know, the early 2000s when pinball was at its absolute, you know, yeah, lowest dumps. point. Yep. Um, they were the ones who collected the games, and and you know, there's all this jealousy a lot of times when you talk to these people because they're like, oh, I got you know whatever for nine hundred dollars, I got it for fourteen hundred dollars. Um, but man, I am so glad that those people did that and like and and had like built up these home places. But now it's like, man, if we can get people back out to arcades and like doing stuff, like I just think that's that's such a that can only help the hobby, you know? So I a hundred percent agree. Same as at home. Like when I have them, especially COVID or post COVID, it's still like, you know, I mean, you're in my room here, but you know, I don't want to touch you. No, you know what he, I, mean? I don't want you so, to yeah. touch me either. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I love the, the online capabilities, just like Xbox live back. And of, of course they're mimicking it. You got to mimic what's successful, but the more they add, the more I play. I just, I just bought a fucking insider connected. It's in the box out there for a game that I didn't have for, for black Knight sort of rage. It's not all there, but Man, I just want I hope for- you get that though, because I didn't know we lived this close and I would, uh, got I, it. It's I, out there. <sighs> yeah. You didn't see it. You, you didn't walk in the right room. I didn't walk in the right room. I yeah. walked in the recording room. It's out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So insider connected big boon. Do you see any downsides with it? I, I can't think of any kale. Any, I mean, none whatsoever, N- nothing against score, bit, but I mean, this is trumping it in every. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, we, I have messed around with Scorebit. We actually have Scorebit in our getaway. And and I love Jay and all the folks at Scorebit. We're good friends with them. Uh, we just, it's it's so buggy for us. Sure. That, uh, other arcades have had uh, success with it. Scorebit's still a very cool thing. And if you have a, a classic machine, throw it in there. As you said, nothing against Scorebit, but it's just healthy competition that Stern is, is putting some R&D into it, and, and the more competition we can get. Same thing with Xbox Live versus you know PS Network was garbage for a while, and then totally. they had to step up their game. And yeah. Nintendo probably never will. Nintendo is just like, we don't care. No. Peer-to-peer connections is terrible. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> um, all right. So we got Nudge Pinball. You're both part of it. NudgePinball.com, Instagram, 
You guys are going to be an expo. You have two arcades, Kale. Where are those arcades? Where can people find your arcades? We are in Tempe, Arizona, uh, connected to the Yucca Tap Room. And then we have a second arcade in Flagstaff, Arizona. So when it gets too hot in the valley, you can just drive on up. Uh, it's a couple hours to Flagstaff and uh, enjoy the cool temperatures and mountain air. And pinball. Don't forget pinball. Okay, yeah, well, maybe that. Well, <laughs> before I let you guys go, uh, you know, there's something hot on the heels, and I just wanted to get your take on it. There's this new game, Bond. Thoughts? Nothing, you know, we don't have this plan. Just, like, Kale, start. What do you think? Super duper excited. Uh, I may have known about this before it was released, and I've, I've been waiting for it. Big deal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we've already ordered two of them, and I am waiting to see how much the uh, Elwin version is going to be. I want that. I actually want that more than the other ones. Oh, he was texting me last night. He's like, I'm trying to get Rachel to like sign off on this. I'm like, man, we haven't even seen it. We haven't seen gameplay. We ha-. He's like, I don't, don't care. care. Yeah, it doesn't don't care. Is that is that a dream theme for you, Kale? Is that one of yours? Uh, it, no, the, 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 I don't Elwin. care about the theme. Elwin is a dream. It's design. Elwin. Oh. It, Elwin. I will Elwin. buy anything Elwin makes. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I mean, I'm really excited for it. I don't know how I can trump that. I was actually, the thing that excited me the most was that they actually did take some chances uh, doing the art the way that they did, and they took some flack initially for the first couple of days. People were like, oh, the pro, like, I hate you. It's so lame when you like go online, you'll see it's always like Dr. No, Dr. No, thanks, you know, like, uh, <laughs> but that's pretty good. I, I got to give it. To I him. mean, the first time you see it, it's funny, yeah. but also like, man, I love it. And as like someone who's a like a fan of graphic design and taking some chances mm-hmm. on uh, artwork, like it looks the play field itself looks like a 90s game and yes. i say that as a positive Same. like i agree it looks so dope and there's so much in it like i mean i love deadpool it took me a little bit of time to come around on deadpool i think zach said that last week on the show yeah uh, he's coming around yeah. he's eating crow man it's just like i can, i love i love george gomez so you can shout out keith elwin all day all you want but all, all we've seen so far is the gomez version i'm very down for it Oh, oh, hold up now. I love Gomez. I, I've, I've already, I already said I ordered two of the other ones. So. That's right. Yeah. He, you put yeah, your money where I, your mouth I, is. Yeah. But you, you said it with your, you said it with your mouth, but your eyes said something else. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Well, yeah. you got that, you know, that picture behind you, that poster of Elwin there with his shirt off. I mean, that's weird, but yeah, I get yeah. it. Hold on. We we did have Let an, me adjust that. Yeah. <laughs> we did have an amazing illustration of Keith Elwin that I wanted to put into issue one that it it didn't just it didn't quite fit. Um that's one of our like white whale interviews that we want to do for sure because he just seems like such a mysterious guy, you know, like Keith Elwin. Like I I, th- I think people know him, they see him at tournaments all the time and but I'm like, man, what is he's like Batman. Like you kind of don't know his origin story totally so so someday i really want to like trap keith in a room uh i'm sure he'd love that well if if kale's there and pulling his like jujitsu moves i think we can do it like i'm I'm a big guy i'll try to yeah so so okay you say two angles one it's an open invite to interview at nudge is what you're saying yeah two you might force him in a room yeah we'll ambush you yeah yeah, for sure yeah so it'll happen one way or man, the other. Yeah, I, I'm sure he, he can kick hard he's got those amazing calves mm-hmm. but uh <laughs> or he could tap you Oh yeah, Death that's true. With his finger flipper he, fingers, he could nudge us. Yeah. Oh shit. Nice. That's a, that's a good one to end it on. Yeah. Well, hey guys, thanks for joining me. Thanks for talking Bond. I, I wanted to give you guys uh, one last shout out that I think again nudge. I, I hope I'm not giving it too much, but this is one of the best magazines I've ever seen in my life. No <laughs> joke. I, I'm not saying that because you're. I agree. It it fits the vibe that I like. It's very punk rock. It's phenomenal quality. It happens to be local. Yeah, uh, everything in here from the art to the writing to the design to the feel i mean it's a labor of love yeah fantastic i, pre- I appreciate that man yeah uh, we have issue two coming out in november yeah just go check out nudgepinball.com and uh may- you could you could probably find an issue one on there uh if you're if you're lucky so and electric bad arcade even though i can only see it in person and it looks fantastic the lineup is awesome i mean you have iron maiden and black knight sort of rage that's all you need in my opinion there you Chicago's. go uh, again, where can they find you, Kale? We are at uh, at Electric Bat Arcade on Instagram. If you still use Facebook, search us on Facebook. 
and uh, electricbatarcade.com for merch. They we have a bunch t-shirts. of shirts. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, t-shirt. Rachel designed all of it. We have t-shirts that glow in the dark, all kind of crazy stuff and hoodies. Yeah. So uh, check us out there. Most importantly, come see us. We are always at the arcade. Come play with us every Tuesday at 630. We are, we're there playing a tournament. And then uh, check Instagram for the little offshoot tournaments. Like uh, right now, I'm, I'm about to have to leave and go play a uh, four strike knockout tournament uh, for money. It's a bounty tournament. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. You're playing in it or you're hosting it? Yep. Well, both. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Thanks, Kale. Thanks, Doc. We'll yeah. have to have you on again sometime. Find Nudge. Find Electric Bad Arcade. We'll see you guys later. Thank you, Jason. Good deal. You bet. It's been an absolute slice. <laughs> Thanks, man. See ya. That was so awesome to get to meet those guys and the way we got to meet and, and all that. Really cool. All right. Back to talking to myself. But I'm very excited to talk about the next game I owned in my review lineup. That game is Stern's Iron Man. And to do this game justice, I'm going to review it the way it plays. Fast, simple, but very satisfying. Before we get to the review, let me give the quick 101 on how I got this game. At this point, I had a Deadpool Pro in the Twilight Zone I had sold. I traded the Deadpool Pro for my old exact Star Trek Pro. Then I got bored with it quick. I put that on WisconsinPinball.com and someone reached out, hey Mark and Lodi, uh, he reached out saying, I have an Iron Man Vault Edition for trade. Any interest? I had never played the game. All I had read is online. You know, it's fast. It's brutal. If you like hard games, you know, I was, I was kind of weary, but I was sick of Star Trek. I was like, hey, you know, let's roll the dice. Awesome. He came up. We, we ended up talking for a couple hours, both musicians. Great guy. Dealt with him a few times. I uh, hope to deal with him again in the future. But I remember as soon as I plugged it in, I was, I was nervous. Like, shit, I might just hate this game. What did I just do? And as much as I love the ramps in Star Trek, holy shit, do I love the ramps in Iron Man. Holy the first time I hit it, it was that satisfaction, like, oh my god, th that's it. Both ramps. Both of them were immediately satisfying. Spinners, a bash, uh, I'll, I'll save all that for a second. But that was my story on Iron Man. Let's review it. Again, just like the game, we're going to do this fast, simple, and satisfying. This review takes into account the type of game it is. This is a simple rule set with satisfying shots. This is a Mario, not a Skyrim. This is a in board game world, sorry, not risk. Jarvis, are you ready? Shall I store this on the Stark Industries central database? Of course. You know how I like things on the central database. Theme, Iron Man. Heard of him? Well, before the MCU, you know, the first Iron Man movie, this theme would have been a four. Since then, it's world-renowned. Every age group, the theme is a 10. Mark 1 completed. Gameplay. The gameplay shoots fantastic. Spinners, the loops, the ramps, the bash toys, the magnets. Every shot is doable, and a lot of them with multiple flippers. Gameplay, 10. Mark 2 completed. Rules. Simple, easy to understand, but hard to master. If you're looking for a deep rule set, go to Lord of the Rings, go to Simpsons. If you're looking for a simple, satisfying game where you can tell anyone who walks up how to beat it, where the challenge is actually beating it, there is an obtainable wizard mode and a hard-to-get-to wizard mode. Rules, 10. Mark three completed. You're showing an obscene amount of skill here. Hey, tell that to Borg. Visuals. Simple, effective enough. The back glass looks good, but all of it is kind of Photoshop art. The original came with incandescent, the vault edition LEDs. This game needs LEDs, but visuals, six. Mark four completed. Audio. Ho oh, ho. This is when I first really thought, wow, audio can make a game. 
This is by David Thiel? Teal? Whichever one it is, Thiel or Teal. I have family that is pronounced a certain way, so I'll leave it at that. Audio. The music is great. The callouts are great. Ironmonger is ready for battle. However, the sound effects <laughs> elevate this game to a 10. I will put my money where my mouth is as well here. I have taken a custom code out there and tweaked a little bit, adding a little ACDC music, who others have done. I didn't come up with that. But I've also tweaked with a couple callouts from Justin Hammer and, and others. So if anyone is looking, hey, Google 1.86 custom code, Pinside. I have it permanently hosted there under a Google Drive. Mark 5 completed. Final thoughts on this game. Aside from the six in visuals, this is in my top five games of all time. Sure, I like a, a deep game when I'm in the mood, but my creme de la creme is an Iron Man. It's a Black Knight Sword of Rage. It's a Tron. It's a game that you can go up, it can kick your ass, but it can kick your ass in a very fair way. All the shots are satisfying. The sound in Iron Man is so good. The gameplay, when you're in the mood for it, oh, it's, a, it's an adrenaline rush. You want to push start over and over and over. The theme, I mean, for me personally, yeah, it's fine. It's a seven or eight, but you know, worldwide, it's, it's, it's very well known. The theme's a 10. So if we go by the actual numbers, we have my highest ranked game yet, a 92 or 9.2 or an A. Does it line up with my overall thoughts? It does. To me, this is an A game. Is it a one-pin collection? It could be, if you're someone that likes a simple, fast, brutal game. If you like playing Mario on NES or SNES a lot, I do. But does it fit into a large collection? Hell yeah. I think everyone needs a game like this. You need an Iron Man, you need a Black Knight Sword Red, you need one of those, if not multiple. Mark six completed. Iron Man, 92. A, it's a fantastic game for anyone who wants a satisfying, fast, brutal, yet simple to learn rule set game. A high score has been achieved. Test complete, preparing to power down and begin diagnostics. And that's all she wrote. Episode six, Dunzo. Thanks for joining me talking about pet peeves, listening to our listeners, talking about Bond, hearing from the guys at Nudge, Thanks again, Doc Monday, Kale Hernandez, and thank you for joining my brief yet poignant review of Stern's Iron Man. As I mentioned earlier, I would love to hear from you, either via pinballpartypodcast at gmail.com or give us a call, leave a voicemail. Thoughts on a game, complaints, give us shit. If you have any questions for me or anyone on the Pinball Network, that number is 262-528-6625. Again, that number is 262-528-6625. We'll love to hear from you. Until I do. Until next time. This is Jason with The Pinball Party. I'm out. The guy who built our Halloween, that was the first machine and last machine he's ever built because they fired him right after he made ours. Awesome. Let me give you a bunch of money for that. <laughs> what a joke. Right. Well, let's still ship it. Yeah, so. Um... <laughs> I'm using that. Yeah. Uh... <laughs>